Hey guys, welcome to Because I Said So, the podcast where we discuss age and how it affects how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others, and the conversations that we have because of it. Thank you for listening, and please leave a review to support the podcast. Thank you. Guys, so today... I am the special guest, which I know is a bit different and maybe even a bit weird, but I thought that it was important for this podcast to always remain genuine. And right now, um, in quarantine and just how I've been feeling, I felt that this was the most genuine situation that I could present. And I think that um, that's just important. So... Today, I wanted to just talk about that and to kind of talk about mental health and just everything and just kind of where I'm at because I think that I know this time has been difficult for me and it's been difficult for a lot of my friends and a lot of adults and a lot of just everyone that I've been talking to. So I think first, um, if you don't know me very well, um, one good way to describe me is stress, Um, which is not always someone's go-to when they're like oh what describes you but I would say stressed um so I think that for me I thrive when I'm stressed and when I am trying to relax then I am still stressed and when I'm busy then I'm still stressed I kind of revolve in this constant state of stress and I was talking to one of my friends the other day and we kind of realized that for me that stems from this um sense of I feel like success requires this level of misery to it which is so weird because it's not something that I would ever say to one of my friends and I would never be like oh you need to be sad and to be stressed and to be anxious all the time um, in order to be successful but I think we all hold ourselves a little bit to a different standard than we do of other people and it's kind of that common saying of like oh you are your harshest critic and I think that that is very true and I don't know um for me I think it stems from a sense of I I've always wanted to be the best and I've always competed even with my siblings when I was younger for me personally I think well I think everybody has a tumultuous childhood in their own sense of the term um and that's the same for me I had a bit of a tough childhood and I've also always looked for control because I couldn't control things that were going on when I was younger I developed OCD I developed anxiety like etc and um, I mean again I think we are all compounds of our own trauma and so for me those things have kind of manifested and it's also I stress myself out because I make myself so busy with things that I can control um, and yeah and so I think that that's just one thing that's important to acknowledge is that that's kind of the root of who I am. I am a stressed person. I am an anxious person. And I know that a lot of people can relate to that. Specifically, things before you turn seven years old are shown to have a huge, huge impact on who you are as a person. And I think that the rest of your life is kind of spilt, I mean, spent deciding how you deal with those things, how you perceive those things, if you even pick up on those things, and just kind of learning to live and to change maybe habits or parts of yourself um, 
that came from that trauma and just learning more about yourself, kind of that self-discovery, not changing who you are at your core, but learning how to be your truest self while stripping down all of those pieces of yourself that came from um, that trauma and those incidents. I think just learning to kind of become your truest self. And so I know for me, during quarantine, I've had a lot of time to just sit with myself. And that is so uncomfortable. Um, I think that I've tried to busy myself up. I've tried to stay in the school routine. I've tried to be so busy, be so overwhelmed. And it's gotten to the point where I just come home and I am almost in tears because I'm so drained. I'm so busy. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so drained. I'm trying to give so much of myself that I don't have any base for me. Like I don't have any, um, yeah, base for myself. And I think that also for me comes from the fact that when I look at um, the ways I describe myself, it comes from how other people perceive me. And I know that that is normal. And this, what, I, what I'm about to say might even be normal for some of you or not all of you, but maybe maybe just a few. Um, I feel like my self-perception is solely based on what other people say of me, which if you know me, you probably also know um, that I'm Christian. And so that is <laughs> directly contradictory to my faith. And it's not something that I would admit out loud to other people um, normally, I guess this is in first, but it's something that I didn't even realize about myself is that um, I don't I don't feel a sense of inherent self-worth. I feel as though I am what other people say I am. And so um, that's that's another thing that kind of goes along with the control, at least for me, is I can't control that. But I spend so much of my life and so much of my energy trying to find ways that I can control that. And it leaves me feeling drained because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm never going to... Um, fit everybody's idea of what I should be because I mean it's what we all hear you're never going like not everybody's going to like you and not everybody's going to um, love everything about you and that for me is so difficult to get my head around I know that I mean since I was a little whenever somebody would be angry at me whenever somebody would be upset with me I would get physically sick like I would feel nauseous when I knew somebody was upset with me um, even for small things like just like a little like tiff with a friend, like I would have trouble sleeping at night. Um, and I know other people are like that. Um, and just caring so much about what other people think. And I think that acknowledging that and putting that out there is hard and it's difficult and it's vulnerable because it gives other people power. And at the end of the day, we're all kind of looking for that own power. And even if you're not religious, um, just like in the sense of like this term, the term that I often use for this is we're all trying to play God um, and trying to just be the controllers of everything that we can because at the end of the day, that's what the human mind wants. We all want to control and we want to compartmentalize and we want to have something that's predictable. That's what puts our minds at ease is something that we can predict and something that we know is going to happen um, and patterns. That's, again, I was talking to another friend about patterns and the pattern problem um, relating to criminal justice, which will be coming out soon, if not is already out. Um, and just talking about how humans rely so much on patterns to make themselves feel safe and to feel calm. And 
pattern is just another mechanism of control. At the end of the day, I think we're all looking for a lot of control. And so again, having to sit during quarantine and to look into depths of myself, um, I've, I've seen that at my core. I've seen that I want control. And not only that, but quarantine is hard because, again, you're isolated. And even if you have um, the mechanisms and the technology to talk to friends, to stay in touch, um, there's a certain physical need that is not being met. And my friend um, Beth, who has been on the podcast before, she always likes to tell me, I think tw- I think it's 12 hugs a day is what we need um, for like optimal function as people. Um, even if you're not a very affectionate person, like that's what you need for your best function, um, according to science. And I think that even though that sounds a little bit silly, if you look into the root of that and you look into the root of human connection, so much is based on body language and physical perception and just physical presence. When you are alone, um, there's only so much that technology can provide. It can definitely provide a lot of communication, which is so much better than nothing, but not being able to physically be present with the people that you care about um, is so difficult. And I know that for me, at least, I you hear a lot about social media and depression, and I didn't really think much about it until quarantine because I um, I think we all hear that and we're kind of like, okay, like, sure, I guess, like, social media can have its bad sides, but I didn't really ever see it resonating with me until quarantine where I would look on social media and not even because of comparison, not because of comparison, not because of comments, not because of anything like that, but merely because it almost made me feel more isolated. Like, seeing just snapshots and seeing glimpses of... um, specifically relating to like Instagram, I guess, seeing that it made me feel trapped away. It made me feel like the rest of the world was still going on, even though I knew very well that we were all and you know, isolated and all in quarantine, or at least I guess, hopefully all of us. um, There was still a sense of I am alone in this. And I think that for me, it got very difficult. And I had low points. And I think it it rises and falls, but I had some really low points. And I think recently, I have not been in a good place mentally. And I think it it feels almost for me, um, weak to admit that. And I think that that's so, I don't know, it's so interesting, because if my friend told me that, I would never call them weak, I wouldn't look at them as weak, I would look at them as probably even strong for, I would say, yeah, strong for saying that and for voicing that and for also even recognizing that because that is mental health things um, and just issues and all of the different nuances of our own personal mental health they're hard to recognize sometimes and you really it takes a lot of getting to know yourself which I don't think that we spend enough time doing I think that we all try to busy ourselves up like I was saying but um, the the self-talk the way that I talk to myself and the way that I call myself weak for for feeling vulnerable and for feeling like I'm in a bad place um, is, is interesting. And I don't know, I, it took a lot for me to admit that. And it often takes a lot to admit that. And I think that that's why um, things such as anxiety and depression are hard because we don't know how to voice it. 
and we because we don't even understand it I mean um, I was reading this thing about mental health the other day and it was like we know more probably about space than we do about the the nuances of the true like, human psyche and like the human mind like yes you may know stuff about neuroscience and the brain and psychology but there's so 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 many nuances and so many things in the way that the human brain doesn't have as many patterns as we like to believe um it, it's there's so much that we don't understand and that we can't always understand because sometimes humans aren't logical and <laughs> so I think that um yeah we don't we just don't spend enough time getting to know ourselves or voicing um when we're struggling because we don't know how and so for me this right now even is a way that I'm voicing it in a way that I'm saying hey I'm struggling too because I know a lot of people are I know that this time um it's so easy to slip into episodes of depression or anxiety or etc whatever you're struggling with and even if it's not as extreme as um some of those specific I don't want to I never like to call them mental illnesses because I don't think that they're illnesses but those um mental hardships maybe even if it's not as extreme as like a diagnosis still tendencies like depressive tendencies anxious tendencies things like that I think are so so common and especially now in a in a time where I think so much is being thrown at us and there's so much uncertainty and again that goes back to all of the control um, with things like school even, I know for me that that is a big thing and a big source of anxiety for me is how am I going to get everything under control? How am I going to be able to do well in all of my classes? And again, that isolation of how am I going to see my friends? When am I going to see my friends? Um, all of those things, it's, there's a lot, so much uncertainty, but again, that isolation and that sense of I'm alone in this, it's easy to slip into those things and those um tendencies or even mental um hardships and to not to not realize that you're going through it and to just kind of be like I feel off so I don't know I think that obviously I am not an expert in dealing with it I think that you have to find so many different ways um and that because everybody is so different I know for me that can that can be like taking time for myself. That can be like, if if you have the um, methods of doing this safely, even if it's if you and one friend can just quarantine together. And again, I'm not the World Health Organization. I'm not the CDC. Obviously, check in on that um, with your family. Check in on that with your health and chicken on that with each other but if you have one friend that you can like do like a social distance picnic with or something like that I that has helped me um and just I think having these conversations of saying honestly I'm not doing well right now and I kind of really need to talk to you about it and even if you're just blabbering even if you're kind of just word vomiting you're not really sure like what's going to come out of your mouth you're just kind of talking to talk about it that's sometimes the best you can do because even though 90% of that might not be useful, I say quote-unquote useful in the sense of like understanding exactly, like pinpointing exactly all of these um, things and these roots and these solutions, 
there's those 10%, those nuggets of truth that you just had no idea. And sometimes I think, and often for me, most of the time, I do my best self-discovery when I'm talking with someone who I truly feel safe with and who truly knows me. And a lot of time that's, that's my close friends and that's my, um, my close family or just someone that I trust, someone that can help me talk through it. I am a big advocate of counseling. That is one thing that I think is crucial right now. Um, and that is so, I'm so thankful for, for the technology that we have is you can do so many things online, um, with technology in relation to mental health and to counseling. You can have these appointments online. Um, and even though I've seen like people have had doctor's appointments online, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in relation to counseling and psychology, often you're not missing much by having it, um, via technology or via Zoom, phone call, etc. besides that physical presence, which again is so important, but in the sense of like diagnosis or treatment, especially treatment, you're not going to be missing very much by doing that through technology. And so I guess, um, I don't know, just digging a little bit deeper to where specifically I was, I know that I've had a couple times during this quarantine where I felt like I've hit rock bottom and that is partially because of just the anxiety and stress and running myself into the ground that's partially because I went through some trauma earlier this year that I've been trying to sort through and I will speak on that at a later time because it kind of digs into a lot of important topics I think but I've dealt with my own personal things and I think that we all have um, traumas that we're dealing with it's just there's such a wide scale and it's also subjective I always say the thing of who's to say that a little girl or a little boy who lost their favorite toy at age like three the pain that they're feeling isn't the same level of pain as like an old woman or an old man who is losing their spouse at age 80 because it's so subjective and pain and trauma all of that is subjective and we're all kind of going through our own different things and sorting through it. Um, but I know for me, just dealing with that and especially having to deal with something that's fresh during this time and to have to sit with that can be uncomfortable. And sitting sitting with these things sometimes again is the best way to uncover them. And sometimes just sitting alone with yourself, trying to dig a little bit deeper into your brain, trying to dig a little bit deeper um, into where these things are coming from is a really good way to start. And even if you could just say, this is what I'm feeling, then go and talk to somebody and they can maybe ask you more questions or you can ask yourself questions. You can look at things that you've seen um, that have stirred up those feelings in other people, whether that be isolation, quarantine. And the biggest thing that I've learned during this time is to treat yourself as you would treat your friend, which is so much easier said than done and is definitely a cliche. But treating yourself with love and compassion is so important. One of my friends right now has me sending her a list of five things that I'm proud of myself for every day because I was just being so beat down in myself and being like, I'm never going, like, because for me, again, relating to that control and relating to that self-worth being based on what other people think, I crave notoriety and I crave recognition and um, we were talking she's like you could you could win a Nobel Peace Prize and 
you would not be satisfied. And I think that um, even just naming something like that, like naming those five things every day that can be so simple as, I don't know, I drove so safely today. I was right on the speed limit. <laughs> like something like that that seems silly, but that you're recognizing that you're proud of yourself for is important. And that may not be a struggle for everyone. Um, but kind of just noticing those small ways that you can help yourself and noticing the roots. Um, I discuss with my friends all of the time the way that our um, lives so far have affected the way that we are as people right now and the ways that we want to be going forward and how we can maybe change some of those habits um, or coping mechanisms that we've developed in order to be more successful and be more joyous and more happy and more loving as we grow older. Because I think um, for me, if I had to describe one, um, or I guess if I were to say that I wanted to be described as one thing, it would be love. I mean, loving also, but mainly just the word love. I want to encompass love and love also means loving yourself. And I think that that is so important. Um, and I think that no matter what you're struggling with, having that compassion for yourself is one of the key things that can help you through it. Because again, kind of just going back to where I started it, you're often your biggest critic. And if you don't, if you don't get out of that and you don't offer yourself any of that compassion, I don't think that you can truly move forward. Um, because it, it requires so much forgiveness because no, no process of healing in any respect, no, no matter how small or big, um, happens without trial and error, happens without forgiveness and failure. And if you can't forgive yourself inherently, then you're just going to continue to spiral into that state of um, sadness, of resentment for yourself, um, of all of these things. And I think just understanding that you have inherent worth, um, not based on anything that you can do or say, or no, mat no matter based on what you've done before, um, not based on what you've done before, not based on what you could do, not based on anything you have inherent worth and you have inherent love. And I've been in those places where it feels like I have nothing and no one. I've been there and that is dark and it is lonely and it is sad. I would describe it as, the one way that I always described it was, it felt like I was just in the back of a cave and I was just watching other people live their lives um, through like a movie screen. And I know that it can feel like that, but I promise you, it is so cliche to say this, but I promise you that you will get through it. I promise you that you have love. I promise you that you have worth. And it's okay to reach out. One of the biggest ways that I found my way out of those dark caves was by saying to people that sometimes I wasn't even that close with. Sometimes I didn't even really know them that well. Just saying like, hey, you know what? I haven't been in a good place and I feel very, very lonely right now. Like, can you just talk to me? Like, can we just talk? Um, and now some of those people are my very best friends. And so I think that there's there's always a purpose. Everything happens for a reason, including these dark times. Um, it's just preparing your path. And I don't know, I think that I just have so much love and so much empathy for the people that are struggling because I have struggled in talking through this today just by myself. Um, 
physically, but I guess it feels more like a dialogue with you, um, whoever's listening, um, has helped me so much. So thank you for helping me today just by listening. Um, I hope you guys have a great day and please love and take care of yourselves. You can't give from an empty cup. So just work on filling yourself and taking care of yourself. Um, I send so much love and good health. Stay safe. Have a great day. Bye.